My grandpa kept a box in his attic for over 70 years. It contained his entire experience as a soldier during World War II. These are the letters he sent home. Hello and welcome to Airmail from Dip. August 29th, 1944, Southwest Pacific. Dear Marion, well, well, been about nine days since I last wrote you. You don't think I've forgotten you, did ya? No, not that. I've just been too busy to even write home. No kidding, Marion. These last two weeks have been hectic. You see, I was the only officer in the battery for a couple of weeks. The BC was off on pass, and the other officer is at school. All of which makes me the battery commander. Boy, did I have headaches. I was busy from morn till night, but strangely enough, I enjoyed it. I had a chance at last to run the battery the way I saw fit. I'm bragging, I guess, when I tell you things function smoothly. The non-coms all cooperated very well, and that's what makes or breaks an organization. But enough of this shop talk. How have you been, Marion? Still in perfect health, as always, I hope? According to your picture here on my desk, you're looking very well. Of course, that was taken back in California. Haven't seen you since you got back to Minneapolis and gained all those pounds. Wait till I get back there, I'll help you run off some of the excess. Dancing, tennis, golf, horseback riding, and walking. Say, doesn't the war news look good? Looks like I'll be seeing Minneapolis in about another year. The European mess should clear up very soon, and then maybe we'll start a little real action in this neck of the woods. I give the Germans about two months longer. Any bets? Are you coming on your civil service job? In your last letter, you sounded a bit discouraged. You speak of your lousy golf game. Gosh, doubt if I could even hit that little pill anymore. I got a lot of things to catch up on when I get home, and golf is one of them. And young lady, be careful how you interpret that last sentence. Don't get me wrong. I'm sweating out your next little communique, because you said you'd tell me all about the trip to Camp Grant, Illinois. Hope the GIs there treated you well. Glad you're in accord with my educational plans. Where would I go? Right there to the U of M, I guess. That would be the cheapest because I could live at home. However, there are a lot of advantages to going away to school too, so I probably won't decide definitely on that till I get home and see how well fixed up I am financially. If the war lasts another full year, I should be pretty well, shall we say, in the chips. I visited Lee yesterday at his new outfit. He certainly seems to be enjoying his new role as BC, and as near as I can tell, he's doing a bang-up job. I was surprised when he told me that he too was planning to go back to school when he gets home. Lee has a nice setup in his new home, even has a brick fireplace in his quarters, and a private horse to ride in his free time. I ask you, does that sound like the army? I had a little excitement last Saturday night. The officers in our outfit had a big blowout in town. And on the way home, one of the jeep drivers drove over an embankment, trying to avoid hitting a cow. The car was badly wrecked, one officer badly cut, the driver cut up and bruised, and another officer broke his leg and shoulder. Another officer and myself happened along just after the crash and had to drag them out from beneath the jeep. We were only half a mile from a hospital, so we got help in a hurry. The driver was one of my own men, so I'm stuck with the investigation. A nasty job. I have just room to say goodnight, Marion. Good night. Love, Dip. August 29th, 1944, South Pacific. Dear Mom and Dad, 
I'm sorry, haven't written you in about 10 days. I've just been too busy, I guess. For the last two weeks, I've been the only officer in the battery, and consequently, the battery commander. The regular BSC was off on pass, and the other officer is away attending a school. It's been a rough job and has kept me racing around from morning till night, but strangely enough, I've enjoyed it. At last, I had a chance to run things the way I saw fit, and maybe I'm bragging, but everything went very smoothly. I was both surprised and pleased. Excuse me a second, my striker just brought me a hamburger sandwich out of the goodness of his heart, and gee, does it hit the spot. Last Saturday night, we had a little party in town, just the officers in our battalion. We had a wonderful time. It was one of the best parties we've had. However, on the way home, we had a slight tragedy. One of the jeeps overturned. The driver and the officer in the front seat were badly cut up and bruised, and another officer riding in the back seat broke a leg and a shoulder. Lieutenant Blindberry and myself were right behind them, and got to the scene just in time to drag them out from beneath the jeep. We were only a mile from a hospital, so help arrived quickly. The driver was one of my own boys, so to me goes the nasty job of investigating the accident. I worked on it all day Sunday, so that's why I didn't do any letter writing as I intended. Yesterday I rode up the island to visit Lee at his new outfit. He is now the BC of a tire repair ordnance company and getting along just great in his new job. The guy even has his own private horse to ride on his leisure hours. Is that the army? He is also planning to go to school when he gets back to Minneapolis. The mailman has been treating me much better recently. I've had letters from the New Zealand farm girl, Jeanette Davidson, and also Elaine. I've heard from a few of the boyfriends lately, too. I have to snicker at your tremendous poker winnings, 13 cents. I wish you could see some of the checks these GIs send home from their poker games here at the battalion. Some of them are for as high as $1,500. One man in the battery sends home regularly every month a check for at least $500 and sometimes 1000 Don't know how they do it. Glad I don't. I'll stick to bridge at a tenth. The weather here has been generally cold and rainy. Last week it rained for two nights and a day straight. Everything was a sea of mud. I'm glad we have a wooden floor in our tents, or we would have floated away. No, there is no such time as 2415. Instead, it's 015 of the next day. Compré? The war news certainly does sound encouraging. I believe the Germans' invincible supermen will be hitting the canvas in about two months. Then maybe we'll start some real action over here. Have hopes of seeing the Milwaukee Depot again in another year. Did Arlo come up to see you when he was in Austin? I was surprised to hear that Dot liked it so well in New York. That bears investigation. Guess I'll have to swing out that way when I get back. Is Virgie okay now? Suppose she's already come home from the hospital. Gee, that was quite a shock to hear about Calvin's injury. Be sure to let me know if you hear any more news about him. I was interested to hear your views on the coming election. I have read quite a lot in Time Magazine about both candidates and the platforms, etc. Unless I change my mind for some reason, I expect that Dewey is a good man for my money. Well, guess that's about all for tonight. I'll now say goodnight. I feel swell. Hope you're the same. Love, Dorrance. This project is created by me, Christian Olson with audio production by my brother Eric at Olson Media. The piano music is performed and arranged by my other brother, Jonathan.
For more information, follow along at airmailfromdip.com. And for more photographs, follow Airmail from Dip on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs>